I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. I'm going for it. Bravery. No, I, I don't... You're a papier. I don't have any papers. I, I lost my mind. Papier, habe sie verloren. It doesn't make any sense, sir. Why? Why, why do I deserve to go? The Post did not have to run the photo. Oof, at least not full page. God, no. <laughs>
yeah, we're, we're, this is the peak time for us. This is where the best discussions um, occur, hopefully. Yeah, I think neither of us is a morning person, so. Yeah. And normally when we have those discussions, I think we've mentioned before, we're usually in a bar yes. a couple of beers in. So I won't add the bar music this time. <laughs> Even though it's I a did, nice touch. Yeah, I had to <laughs> chuckle when I put that in. Because <laughs> it was like the slowest fucking music I could find, yeah. you know. <laughs> usually it's like, you know, just regular like music. When we, and then those in the bars that we were at, just like regular Spotify playlist just playing. And this was like the, I had like the jazziest saloon uh it's jazz lounge. bars whatever yeah like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it made me chuckle if i put it in <laughs> so um yeah this is how, uh, yeah sorry no but how have you been i mean it's a, it's a beautiful rainy day today and i know you love the rain i love so. it dude i mean i'm so i, I just walked home and i was like <laughs> it's literally like it's windy as hell it's raining yeah. it's pouring down and like all the cars are passing me and um it's like in the movies where they like drive through a puddle and it just hits me happened <laughs> all the way home so uh, i'm kind of i was kind of glad when i when i finally uh, you know <laughs> when i was inside <laughs> but um, i'm excited dude because i mean yeah overall um, I'm, I'm 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 good otherwise thank you but i'm excited today because i mean it's late it's raining we're excited to talk about this person's career and this is yeah. literally one of my favorite actors that we're going to talk about <laughs> today and um it's a good one yeah Yes. So um, if you haven't listened to uh, one of our special episodes, basically what we do around here is we, uh, once a month, we uh, talk about one person's career and we just uh, count down the top 10 things that we've seen from that person. And that person this week, as you can see from the title, is Matt Damon. And um, you would have heard him in the intro as well. You know. (laughs) A couple of clips. I'm excited for the intro. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but yeah. yeah, so we're, we're counting them, we're counting down the top 10 things, and obviously the number one is going to be the best thing that we've seen from Matt Damon. And we have not talked about this list um, with each other beforehand, so we have no idea what the other one um, will choose. Um, yeah, I'm excited, dude, because um, we just talked about it off air. I have so many movies that I could put into this top 10, and um, it's very, very hard for me to exclude some of those movies. But... Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk about ten very very good films in my opinion or things. Yeah, we just because just uh, we just talked about it. I know you're way bigger fan of Matt Damon than I am, and I still love him. He still has some great movies, but putting this list together was kind of hard for me as well because it was hard for me to find ten things that I was confident happy with, to yeah. talk about. And I think our lists are going to be quite different because I, I know so. a couple of films that you love you fucking love them and i'm not huge fans yeah not a huge fan of those films but we're gonna get to it we're gonna get to it i'm very interested in uh, hearing your list and i think it's gonna be so different it's gonna be so different and this is gonna be my most controversial list yet (laughs) Uh, without a doubt without a doubt because when you think of matt damon when the regular movie watcher thinks of matt damon a certain like a couple of movies come to mind and some of his like most um, well-known films are not going to make my top ten. Yeah, same for me. <laughs> but <laughs> that's why my list is going to be quite controversial. Yeah. Controversial for fans of Matt Damon. But you know, I, I I was like, I have to be honest with myself. I don't think yeah. that um, I I it's it's very controversial because there's some movies on the list that are like people don't 
genuinely like and they're like <laughs> I, I rank them above like <laughs> one of his most well-known films or whatever but yeah um let's let's start counting them down i'm excited All about right. this who's gonna start this episode good question the last mm. special episode was emma stone and mm. i think who started that one uh what was the last regular episode because i thought we be just same. was it was like, four episodes so it doesn't matter if it's like last special or anything right like every two episodes. Is my math wrong right here? I'm not um, sure. What was the last episode? Last episode was the Midnight Special where we talked about the Five Bloods. We talked about Vivarium. Yes, and you so started. I started. Yeah. Yeah. So it's my turn. I yeah. hope. Yes. And one thing that we um, also need to uh, explain. Um, if Gabe, if he um, says a movie now that I have higher on my list, we're simply going to save that conversation to when we get to it on my list so that we don't talk about the movie twice. Yeah. Um, I hope that makes sense. But for the record, I would be incredibly fucking surprised if it's anywhere in your top 10. And it's a miracle that it land on my list. Right, here we go. But it's just it. by a, a process, process of elimination that landed on there. Let me ask you one thing, sorry, before we start. Yeah, um, sure. A question that I always like to ask in these special episodes that I tend to forget usually. Um, what was the first memory that you have of Matt Damon? What was the first thing that you've seen from him? That's a tough, a tough question. question. I don't even know the answer. I think the first thing that I saw of Matt Damon was probably Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Because one of his earlier film roles, I mean, he had some big film roles before that, but those were kind of mature movies. And I think one of those movies is going to make your list as well. Okay. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm not sure when did uh, Ocean's Eleven come out? Like early 2000s? I think it was 2001. Yeah, all right. Let's Google it. <laughs> I love to do sure, it. Sure, we're on a... It is 2001. Yeah, it is 2001. Yeah, of course. You you have to know this. I have to know about Ocean's Eleven, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and speaking of uh, like Oceans, uh, we mentioned this also before we started recording. When it comes to like Oceans or Born or any kind of franchise we yeah. oh, or especially you count those franchises as one thing not Ocean's 11 12 and 13 there's going to be three <laughs> entries on our list yeah so that's yeah. very very true I think the first thing that I've seen was um, at the, thanks for asking by the way um, <laughs> uh, sorry dude <laughs> so <stupid. laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad you asked um, <laughs> I think it was. What uh, was the first memory you had? Sorry, what's what was that? Earliest that? memory of oh, Matt Damon. Yeah, um, sorry, of course. Thank you. Um, I think for me it was also um, it was either Born or Oceans because I didn't see like Goodwill Hunting uh, till later or like yeah, mo- me too. Mo- his more prestigious things. Um, I Although, loved Oceans and yeah. One of my earliest mem- memories might have also been pri- Saving Private Ryan because I saw it when I was quite young. Yeah, I didn't. And way later. Although it's one of his more famous roles, it's quite a small role. Yeah. Well, he is private, right? (laughs) Yeah, sure. But he's like in the last 20, 30 minutes. Sure. This whole film. Sure, sure. All right. Here we go. All right. Let's let's start this off. My number 10 is not going to be anywhere close to your list. Oh, don't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now, is it going to be Thor? Close, Deadpool 2. What? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's in it for like a minute. 
<laughs> yeah, and I love the scene, minute. and I love it because I didn't know it was him until Deadpool too. <laughs> right. It feels so much better about my list now. <laughs> the best thing I've seen. I love it. I love it. Yeah, sorry. Because I, I had quite a hard time to find a number ten spot, and I rewatched one film and I watched two new films for this list, and we had quite a hard time uh, deciding on an actor for this episode. And we yes. wrote back and forth for like two hours. Yeah, you Until were the we one. This. Yeah, you were the one who um, who was gracious enough to say, "Let's do Matt Damon," because that was yeah. it was an easy one for me. Because I love Matt, uh, Matt Damon as well, and we both didn't have a lot of time because it took us such a long time to decide, and we both have to study for a couple of exams we have for university. So there wasn't a huge amount of time to rewatch or watch new things from an actor. So yeah. Matt Damon, clear choice. We both have seen quite a lot of him, and. But there are still a couple of films we haven't seen, so yes. I got the chance to watch two new uh, movies. Are any of those going to make your list? One of them. Okay. And the other one was my top ten, and uh, was my number ten. And yeah. I was like, I, 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 my what I want to take as my number ten, I'm just going to say it, but okay. it didn't make my list, is Syriana. Right. It's one I this haven't seen. A, all right. It was all right, but it's kind of disappointing. It was so... I don't know, uh, just so fast-paced and didn't explain anything. And it's interesting if you know about the history because it's like about the U.S. importing or the CIA is kind of supporting the people in Iran, Saudi Arabia and supporting the kind of little civil wars that they have. And I don't know, and just different perspectives. And Matt Damon is one of those, one person who kind of gets caught up in all this stuff. Because he works for like an oil company, but is that the film with it's the pool? Fine. With the yeah, child in the pool? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I started, started, I started watching it like a couple of months ago, but I didn't finish it. Yeah, I almost took this film as my uh, took uh, put it in my number ten spot. Yeah. But Matt Damon's role is it's it's so all small. right. <laughs> but you it's, decided it's, to take no, Deadpool too. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's small, but just not memorable. Right. The whole movie wasn't memorable. Well said. But Deadpool two, that is memorable. You're right. Yeah. That scene, well, in that scene, Matt Damon has a cameo role, and he has heavy, heavy makeup on, and he kind of distorts his voice, so you wouldn't recognize him at all, yeah. and he isn't even mentioned in the credits. Yeah. It's kind of a favor to the director, and like kind of an in-joke. It's him and, um, is it Alan Tudyk? Yes, and Alan Tudyk, and yeah. they sit on a truck, and <laughs> <laughs> they two play two rednecks, and they have a conversation about wiping their asses. <laughs> yeah. And, Matt Damon has such a convincing argument <laughs> and I kind of took that to heart and I had to think about it a lot because he says, well, you <laughs> wipe your ass with a, a piece of toilet paper but if you kind of touched a piece of shit you wouldn't just take a tissue and wipe it off and then you'd be fine. No, you'd wash your fucking hands. Sure. So if you'd take a shit you wouldn't just use a piece of paper you'd like use <laughs> wet wipes yeah. to get that shit cleaned. Which is a good argument. I, I can't disagree. And apparently I watched a, a behind-the-scenes <laughs> special of Deadpool 2 and apparently one of the... Somebody on set, I forgot it was a cameraman or whoever, and he, apparently he's kind of famous for this conversation. He has it with quite a lot of people on right. set. And so I kind of incorporated it into the script. And I just loved the conversation. I just loved the fact that I didn't know it was Matt Damon. The fact that he would do this. He's an A-list actor. Yes. Incredibly famous. Well-paid actor. Huge roles. And he'd just take this dumb little cameo and didn't even take credit for it. Sure. 
that's one of the reasons why I love him. I think he's got a great sense of humor and he does yeah. whatever, you know, just to be funny. Yeah. I mean, you can see it in just uh, with his little feud with Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Yeah, that's, by the way, that's the, because they now released a new one. Uh, like, have you seen the latest one where he's in the bedroom of Jimmy Kimmel's apartment? I have to admit, I don't really follow Kim, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Anymore. I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, no worries. But that, that, that's now the we have an excuse to do it on Matt Damon now because the feud oh, is ongoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. It was a very, very good. I, I would recommend you to watch the last one. It's like three minutes long. And it's very, it's, it's very funny. Right. Well, it might have would have made my list, but too late now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what's your number ten? So, my number ten is a movie called The Rainmaker. Have you seen The Rainmaker? The Rainmaker. No, I have not. The Rainmaker. That is, it's um, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola. Ooh. Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola. I think that's the way to pronounce it. And he did The Godfather, obviously, in Apocalypse yeah. Now. And this is a, a nice little small uh, legal drama that you know that I'm a big fan of. It's basic. It's with Danny DeVito as well. All right. So um, Matt Damon and Danny DeVito are the lawyers in this Matt Damon is obviously the the the, the apprentice or the, the up and coming lawyer and um there's really not a lot to say about the rainmaker it's a very very straightforward legal drama it's about uh, it, it's also with them um, from homeland it's with um homeland yeah what's her name um shit i've never seen the show claire danes you know it when you see her, I think. She's also in The Rainmaker. Obviously, it's it's a movie from like 1997, so everyone is a lot okay, one younger. One of his first roles. Was, his maybe. first role was uh, Mystic Pizza. Yeah. In like 93, 92. Yeah, it's one of his early... I think it's maybe one of his more like... Where he had more to do than usual. But I think there's like his actual first acting credit on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is what? Uh, Mystic, Mystic, Mystic Pizza. Pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he might have done some commercials or some sure. shit. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you're a fan of these legal dramas, as I am, and I think um, obviously the director is a very, very household name, and um, uh, I, it's very, very straightforward. There's not like anything too special about it. There's the obvious implicate uh, like. Um, tr- issues that come up in these legal dramas, and there's some bit of romance involved, and, and there's a bit of trouble there. And um, but I really, really liked it, and uh, I think it's also one of his. Maybe, maybe not a lot of people have heard of this, um, and I think it's very, it's a very, very solid uh, legal drama, and that always has a special place in my heart. So that's my number ten. I mean, l- there's not a lot to say. There really isn't yeah. a lot to say. I mean, this. it's a t- num- uh, top ten list. There's going to be a lot of films that we're going to talk about. And yes. I think when we come like into the top five, there's going to be a lot of discussion. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how many uh, discussions we need to save, how many things we have like different places. Yeah, but my number nine is a film that's not going to be in- on your list either. <laughs> I'm very sure. And it's a film that I newly watched for this. Yes. episode and i've been meaning to watch it because i like the director quite a bit it's Teasing. dogma oh yes by kevin smith sure if i haven't you seen don't it. yeah i thought so because you're not a huge fan of kevin smith right I, I, I couldn't even say that because i have seen so little and um i think that i'm, I'm thinking there's another film of his that's going to make an appearance on your list maybe i haven't seen that either uh <laughs> Um, but well, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of Kevin Smith's films. 
if you don't know Kev- who Kevin Smith is, he's like this cult film director who's done uh, he's done Clerks and Chasing Amy and Dogma. And I'm a huge, huge fan of Chasing Amy. Yeah, isn't that going to make your list? <laughs> no, because he's in that for like thirty seconds. Okay, I didn't know. I, I just I just saw that he was in it. I didn't know how big his part. No, because uh, Ben Affleck is in quite a few of his films. Yeah, and he, as quite a few people are probably aware, Ben Affleck and met them uh, close friends, childhood friends. Who've, uh, and they've done quite a few movies together. But Dogma is this incredibly weird movie, and he is. Are you taking a piss? Just <laughs> <laughs> pouring a drink. <laughs> it just sounds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep this in. Piss? I'm gonna keep this in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Dogma is one of the weirder <laughs> movies that I've seen. And it's about I had a flush now. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna wash your hands as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Dogma is just a weird freaking movie. It's about a woman who works at a abortion clinic who gets visited by an agent by an angel uh, played by Alan Rickman and he tells her that two angels want to return to heaven but they've been expelled uh, expelled and those angels are played by Ben Affleck and Matt, Matt Damon. Damon yeah <laughs> and the thing is well the movie starts with this Catholic priest played by George Carlin. If you don't know who George Carlin is, he's this stand-up comedian legend. Yes. And he unveils his new concept for a new church because a lot of people don't like the Catholic church anymore. Anymore, And he unveils his new Jesus statue. And I think probably everyone has seen the Jesus meme, this plastic Jesus statue winking and pointing at somebody. You're you're gonna know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I know you what you mean. It. I know. So yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You're talking to the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And well, those two angels have been expelled by God, and then the priest says, "Whoever walks through this new church or this new opening of the church in New Jersey, it's gonna be clean, uh, cl- uh, clean of all their sins and forgiven." Right. So Matt Damon says to uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Ben Affleck says to Matt Damon's character, who who are two angels who have been expelled from heaven, says, all right, we just got to go to this church, walk through the arches, and we're going to be good, and we can go back to heaven. And then, well, Aaron Rickman visits this woman who works in an abortion clinic and tells her, uh, you're going to find two people, and they're going to help you because there are two angels who want to go back to heaven. But the thing is, God expelled them. And if they're going to go through the arches, they're going to go back to heaven. That's kind of... So they're going to kind of break God's rule of their expulsion. And if God's word isn't a rule anymore, nothing makes sense anymore. And the whole world's going to stop existing. Because if God's word isn't true anymore, nothing is true anymore. Sure. So she's got to stop them. And Matt Damon plays Loki, who's an angel who's kind of responsible for killing all sinners. who kind of expelled, oh, exterminated Sodom and Gomorrah. So he just kind of walks around the film for quite a bit and just starts, he, he buys a huge gun and just walks up to people and Matt Damon, uh, sorry, Ben Affleck, <laughs> get them confused. <laughs> All right. What? So Ben Affleck's going on. This is a huge fucking summary of the whole film. So Ben Affleck <laughs> knows everybody's sins 
And Matt Damon just starts killing every person he knows has sinned, and he just walks around the fucking earth killing people, and it's just this dumb fucking combo of those two people, uh, those people, and there's Jay and Silent Bob, and I've been going on for way too long, but... But this is a comedy, right? Yeah. You're going to know what I'm talking about if you know any Kevin Smith films, because they're just dumb and over the top, and they're always those two characters... Jay and Silent Bob, who are just two stoners, and Bob is played by the director Kevin Smith. Yeah, but you said but he's yeah. played. He he plays Loki. He plays. Yeah, he, doesn't he play Loki is, in Thor Ragnarok? Doesn't he play Loki there? Well, Loki can impersonate. No, no, sorry. He plays in Thor Ragnarok. He plays a person who plays in a play about. Yeah, but he's Loki though. No, no, Loki plays well, he is Loki. the father. No, 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 but, but Matt Damon plays Loki as, he, he portrays Loki as the actor. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. So I was, that, maybe that's a you reference are, to Dogma yeah. that I didn't even realize. Yeah, it's, <laughs> if you don't know, you haven't seen Ragnarok or any Kevin Smith movie, you're going to be way confused. Yes. But it's just a dumb movie, just a freaking premise of an angel employing in it. It sounds very interesting. Abortion clinic worker, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trippy fucking movie yeah alright I mean let's check it out trippy film on my number 9 it's a wee bought a zoo <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one either I didn't want to to be honest I had to be honest with myself with that. when I watched this like a year ago I had the same like thoughts that you just had because like you didn't want to watch it because like people are bashing that film and I would, like do you remember that when um, I think it was like one of the Academy Awards that Kimmel hosted. I think, I'm not sure. But there was like a Matt Damon segment where he had just um, talked about his performance and We Bought a Zoo, just completely <laughs> annihilating that performance. And um, that's that of, bad. No, it's, I, it's, no, no, no. The movie is great. I'm not, it's, I, this is without sarcasm at all. I thought this movie was absolutely great for what but it was. Still just number nine. Yeah. Well, y- yes. Yes. <laughs> I like a lot of his films. So it's not that great. It, it, you know, it, it, for what it is, it's quite good. All right. And um, there's one thing at the very, very end of the film where that sort of, there's a phrase that is used in the film, I think once. And at the end, it sort of comes back and explains why he used that phrase in the beginning or the earlier part of the film. And that gave me goosebumps. I thought that was a tremendous scene at the end that sort of explained that um it all it stars uh, scarlett johansson as um she sort of works at the zoo that matt damon takes over and um they develop a relationship that is not like a uh, box standard romance it's actually quite a nice relationship that they um, develop also it stars colin ford who is in my opinion one of the most underrated uh child actors um i don't know what he's been in recently um, obviously, this movie is now... What has he been at all? What, the movie that I saw with him that made me um, look him up was a movie called um, Disconnect. It's Jason... <laughs> Flo kind of uh, <laughs> throwing out films that I've never heard of. Disconnect, That's a. it's it's not a well-known film, but it stars Jason Bateman, and it's an incredible film. It, genuinely, a, a film that I thought was tremendous. Um it's a drama that's centered around a group of people searching for human connections in today's wired world. I did not just read that from the IMDb summary, by the way. 
<laughs> just remember that. Um, but he was also in the, We Bought a Zoo, which I didn't know until I saw it. And um, I recognized him straight away and I thought he was great in this film as well. This is a very, very, it's a family film. It's a, you know, they buy a zoo and it's sort of about that. And But I thought this was great. I, I, I genuinely think that this is a very, very underrated film just because everyone's shitting on it. And um, uh, I think people should watch this. Um, I think it's uh, really, really good. And I had All to be right. honest with myself here. Yeah, I mean, this dude. Is, That's why we're here, right? Yeah. And it's always more entertaining if we're honest and just if we don't take the the mainstream opinion. Yeah, that, absolutely. I'm definitely not doing this with that, this list. Just one, one last. I mean, Matt Damon. He um he plays sort of a father who's then um he's just a single father who raises two children, and it's um you know. It's an it's a performance where he um, or a character where he shows a, a lot of range because he's obviously he's excited to take over the farm. The boy doesn't want to be there. It's sort of about the drama between them, and uh, it's got some very very heartfelt moments as well. Um, check it out. Check All right. it out. I think it's really good. Well, now I'm more inclined to watch it. Yeah, I, I genuinely would think I genuinely think you would like this. Uh, well, you would not hate this <laughs> <laughs> that's all right yeah i'll take it yeah all right uh, what's your number we're eight? on our number eight spot and on my number eight spot yeah. sorry that's right everybody just please forget my fucking rant about dark my i think it was quite incre- incomprehensible so let's scratch that right <laughs> let's move on <laughs> <laughs> start another one all right, my number eight spot is a film which Matt Damon is probably most known for, and that's Good Will Hunting. And I put it in my number eight spot, and I it was a hard decision because I actually didn't want to put it on my list at all. I didn't put it on my list. Yeah, uh, good for you. I didn't no, like the movie, to be honest. I think this is I a controversial was fine. statement. I know, because it's probably one of his most liked films, and yes. critically acclaimed, and he won an Oscar for... Uh, best screenplay. Yeah, he wrote it with Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. crazy. And one. And he plays the main role, and Ben Affleck also stars in the film. And I'm not a huge fan of the film, not at all, to be honest. I think it was quite a few flaws. It wasn't great, but it's an, a fine movie, and I get why people like it. And I put it in my number eight spot before Deadpool 2, first of all, because the <laughs> role was bigger, and he wrote the fucking screenplay, and he won an Oscar for it. And Dogma is, it's a fun movie, and it just has a couple of ridiculous scenes it's not a good movie either i wasn't a huge fan of dogma to be honest okay. but it was fine good one thing also fine but well he wrote the screenplay and he's kind of known for it and he, it has a couple of good and very iconic scenes especially yes. like the chalkboard scene yes i mean in my opinion robin williams is sort of the reason why you watch the film yeah that, that's what i just wanted to say he's the best part of the film and yeah. he his lines were kind of written by Matt Damon as well, and Ben Affleck, of course. Sure. But also, you know, Robin Wills, Robin Williams. William? Williams. Williams. <laughs> Williams. Robin Williams, yeah. All right. Can I also Im- improvise quite a few of his lines because that's what he's known for. And yeah. That's why everybody loves him. But yeah, it's well, it's one of his biggest films, and I thought, well, I didn't know what else to put on his list, so... I'm glad you it put is. it on. I'm glad you put it on because yeah. I think this is a it's a movie that deserves to be on the, on the list. I think so. Yeah, but I I don't, don't understand hype 
to be honest. It's it's yeah. a fine film, but it's not a, a great film, and I don't know why. It, to be honest, why the one best screenplay of what the dialogue is quite weak <laughs> well, in most scenes, especially between... yeah, in the scenes between him and the psychiatrist, Robin Williams, they're pretty. Good. Those are quite good, but yeah, apart from that, yeah, but the fucking how do you like them apples? Sure. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I think I, get, I think that's that. now cheesier than it was back then because obviously that was the movie that sort of started. Started, it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. You gotta give it credit. So, I'm just not a big fan of uh, Minnie Driver, the the love interest in this film. Yeah, I, me I don't like her. Uh, I'm sorry, Minnie, if you listen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know I, what you mean. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a, a great film. Uh, a great performance by Robin Williams. Not not necessarily a great film. I would agree with you on that. Yeah, I, I might have liked it a bit more if it wasn't so overrated. Overrated. Sure. So I know I had high expectations. Oh, fuck. It's late. I would have liked it more if it wasn't so overrated. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. My number eight. The last one on my list that is going. Well, maybe not the second to last one that. Um, maybe not a lot of people have heard of. My number eight is a movie called Hereafter. All right. A movie that is directed by Clint Eastwood. Um, and it stars Matt Damon as sort of a psychic guy who is able to tell... I don't know if he's able to... Um, is he able to tell... Have you seen this? I haven't, sadly, no. Um, it's like it came out in 2010, um, so not too long ago. Um, but... Um, it's sort of Matt Damon is one of three people who um, is able to see certain things that other people are not able to see, and um, it's sort of, <laughs> but like in a, um, uh, they have um, they can communicate with dead people, All right. and so Matt it's Damon. Six sons. He's like the grown up. Sure, but it's like <laughs> Michael Culkin. Yeah. yeah, no, not Michael Culkin. I'm sorry, uh, Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> um, but Matt Damon is sort of he he um, used to do it for money and obviously people came to him and they and they asked him for his um, talent and then but when we when the movie starts he sort of passed that but his brother keeps asking him to do that because he wants the money as well and he sort of always struggles when he does it because it's sort of uh, it's uh, a burden on him as well it's uh, it affects him as well if he looks into all these people's uh, dead relatives and talks to them it's obviously affecting him as well but it, another another story is like a child who uh, uh with his he's got a story with his brother and there's a, an accident that happens there and then the third one is like a, a french woman who um similar to the movie um the impossible where that tornado or that tsunami rather um happened the impossible yeah with what's that tom holland and naomi watts and ewan mcgregor didn't watch that. It's directed by the same guy who did, uh, um, um, oh God, that Liam Neeson tree film. That, uh, Lee? Oh, right. you mean, yeah, yeah, um, shit. Yeah, this is what happens when we do this late. My brain doesn't work anymore. Um, like, uh, before something, mi- night? Midnight, mo- uh, Liam Neeson tree film. A Monster Calls. <laughs> actually A Monster Calls, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to that French woman, there's also like a, I think it's a tsunami that happens and she experiences 
or she has a near-death experience or something and is able to sort of have the same uh, visions that Matt Damon has. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I miss, like, if I, if this is not exactly right, but it's sort of about the, um, those three stories and then they do intertwine uh, towards the end of the film. It's a very, very weird uh, Clint Eastwood film because it's very, very different to all the Clint Eastwood films I've seen before that. Um, it's very, very subdued. It's very, it's a very, very quiet film. Um, but it looks well, great. And it's, it's Clint Eastwood films are quite quiet most of the time. I mean, his action is never that over the top as in like True. Michael Bay or anything like that. He's <laughs> yes. very... His main characters are mostly very quiet. If you look like at Gran Torino or sure. uh, a letter from Iwo Jima or something like that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But it, I just, I still think it, it, it feels a bit, um, it doesn't feel like a Clint Eastwood film. But um, I think it's, it's I think it's a, it's a great, great film that is very, very underrated and underseen, uh, especially given the talent that's involved Um Check it out. It's a, sort of a sci-fi-ish, not really sci-fi, but obviously about these sort of supernatural things there um, that uh, these three people are able to see. And um, it's a very, very touching story. I think it's a it's a, a film that a lot of people, that more people should see. Hereafter. Your, your list is going to be less mainstream than mine. It's going to be more mainstream from now on. All right. It will be. Well, all right, we'll talk about it later because yeah. there's a film that I want to watch so badly but didn't get to. And I okay. thought it would, might make your list. But I don't think it will. Looking at my list now, I think you've seen everything bar one film. All and right. I don't think you're talking about that one. What's your number seven? <laughs> right. My number seven is also a film that I didn't want to put at number seven. I think it's too high because it's a very beloved film, mm-hmm. but I didn't like it that much. It's a good film. It's a fine film, but overrated. Okay. And that film is Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Didn't make your list? Didn't make my list either. Controversial again. No, fair. I wouldn't have put it on my list if I had more films to put on there, to be honest. I think it's a great film, though. Yeah, well, it's always mentioned as one of the best war movies and so realistic and so great. And the starting scene, the landing on uh, the beach of Normandy. Yes great it is great but after that it's quite a typical hollywood war film like in very old top very patriotic this band of guys and it has quite a few issues but especially towards the end gets too over the top let's be the good guys um, protecting this bridge and giving our lives for everything and well, being I think the, the American heroes great, that you though. imagined. Mm-hmm. I think the ending is great. The reveal at the end, I think that's it's, a great It's It's quite shot. good. It's it's good, but <clears throat> like I said, it's a good film, and I liked it. But I think once again, I would have loved it, uh, liked it more if it wasn't so overrated. I think I had a, a bit of an issue with the pedestal it was on. Because mm-hmm. everybody says, like, seeing Private Ryan, one of the best war films of all time. I wouldn't even put it in my top five, to be honest. I would. This is yeah. like this is my like number eleven on the list, and um, this was a tough yeah. cut for me. I really like it, and I like the sub. I like the 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 moments where like obviously Tom Hanks is sort of the the, the main yeah. star of the film, and I like the quiet moments between the soldiers there on the on their sort of path to find Matt Damon's character. And I, I think they've 
a couple of nice moments. But I think once again, well, Matt Damon is quite has quite a small role in the whole yeah. film. Yeah, and but I still put in a higher position than Deadpool Two: Dogma Good Will Hunting because I think it's just a better made movie, mm-hmm. and I see what went into it, and I, I still from all those movies I still like it the most, except maybe Deadpool Two, but. I can't really count that. Sure. Higher. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A yeah. number 10 spot. But yeah, it's a tough, tough... Uh, yeah, it's it's tough to put it in number 7. And if you don't know, Saving Private Ryan is a World War II movie about Tom Hanks, this character who has to kind of deliver a message to Private Ryan. Is it delivering a message or is it just bringing him back? Yeah, and then, sorry, yeah, his brother died in the war and then to kind of they, they, they bring him back to kind of send him on leave and he's kind of somewhere on the front somewhere in France yeah and they have to go deeper and deeper into Nazi enemy territory and bring him back yes and stars yeah, Vin Diesel <laughs> stars quite a few characters yeah like ah fuck I, I keep forgetting his name who's like in Avatar and my name is Earl and Giovanni Rabisi Yes. Rebeezy. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a fine film. It's a good film. I think most people would love it more than me because I know how well beloved this film is. Yeah. And I, it's it's I'm, well made. It's high budget. Sure. Very realistic and yeah. I'm kind of on the same page as you. I just I I do think it's 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 ironic because it's not on my list. I, th- I do think it's a better film than it seems like you do, but. Um, I kind of do also don't think it's as good as people say it is. Yeah. But it's got some great, great scenes. And also Matt Damon yeah. being a great small part scenes, is the reason why it's not on my list. Yeah. I think it has more great scenes than like really great moments or like I do on think a bigger it's, scale it's not as good. Okay. I do think it's better than 1917, which I know you don't. Oh no! I yeah, I I love nine seventeen. No, no, I thought it was good, good, great too. But you know, I I do think Saving by Ryan is better. I think nineteen seventeen <laughs> was just more realistic and just I just love the the low vibe of it. Yeah, and just keeping it simple. No, I I I know. Of course, I know. But it made you feel more that war is real and this is how it looks. You know. Yes. But I, I, I you know, like every Tom Hanks film, I, I sort of have that suspense, like the suspension of disbelief. I'm watching a Tom Hanks film, but I'm also always on board. You know, I don't need to be that. I don't need it to be that immersive and realistic. I just, you know, I'm watching a, a great Tom Hanks film. That's sort of yeah. enough for me. Yeah, but I think my problem once again is the hype, and as it's kind of praised as this realistic more war movie and like sure. one of the greats. Yeah, and it's it's not. It, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not one of the greats, but it's not like a realistic war movie. It's very over the top and very. I mean, cheesy. it seems kind of real. Uh, yeah, it's cheesy. That that's might be the right word. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, I understand. I, I can understand what you mean. But yeah, let's move on. Yeah, um, my number seven is, um, and I'm, I'm just going to pick the first one. I'm going to pick a Born Supremacy. All right. Is that the first one? No, that's completely wrong. Identity, no identity, identity. Born identity. Sure. Is that on your list? No. No. Wow. I'm not a fan of Bourne. Not a fan of Bourne. Nope. This was not tough the for me. Kind of to... action movie that I like. I don't understand that. Dude. It's like that's like the 
the uh, the epitome of a good action film. Like, just totally. in terms of hand to hand combat and yeah, oh, no, terrible cam- camera, terrible fight scenes, and just well, I don't care about the story. It's a, t- a tough fucking thing. It's to say. shaky as it fuck. It is shaky I as fuck. I but that's, can't that's see what, anything. It's Paul Greengrass. That's the that's his. Style. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, it's not a. F- I don't. I I don't like the style. I can't see anything. I just get dizzy. <laughs> I can't. The fight scenes don't seem real. It just seems like somebody's just shaking the camera to make it seem real and just cuts a million times and I just get disoriented. And I think that's kind of their goal to make it seem fast-paced, but I think it's just a bad style. I think that's... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going no, I on. You, I have I so many things point. that I don't like about it. I, I don't like the story. I don't like... I love the acting. I think so many plot holes and so many things that don't make sense and so many things that I don't care about just I don't I hate it I'm so no I don't hate it I don't like it it's just one of those action films that I just don't like at all but I don't like action films in general yeah. they're exceptions yeah I mean, Matt Max Fury Road dude what a movie but yeah I'm sorry sorry but this is your pick <laughs> no it's all good I mean I don't think there's a lot to say about Bourne because I mean I, I think mm. it's just it needs to be on the list because it sort of it showed Matt Damon in an entirely new light from but what he did it might before. Might be that. one of his more or most successful franchises or sure. films in general. Uh, yeah, there's no, a huge no, but following uh, of like Born and people love the, those films. And I think I might give the wrong impression because I just I'm not a fan of those films in general. No, I'm just saying like, there's not a lot to be said just in terms of because everyone has probably seen it. Uh, that's what I'm, I meant by that. Um, I think right. people know Bourne and I know that and they know what they get when they watch those films. Um, it's just, uh, you know, a guy who doesn't know that he has certain abilities, finds out about them and then sort of a story about him finding out who the hell he is. And um, there's a lot, a lot of combat on the way. Uh, but uh, in my opinion, it's uh, well done combat. I do. I know what you're saying about the shaky cam. I think you raise good points there. I am not the biggest fan of that either. But um, it's sort of it's it's the born style, and um, I I'm always a fan if if a certain franchise has a certain style and it sticks to it and it's sort of recognizable as that. Just you know, you know, you watch a scene and you know that's going to be born, and uh, I think that's sort of something too. You know, I guess my problem with born is I. Couldn't tell you what the story is about. I've seen all of them like twice because I seen them the first time I saw them. I liked them because I was quite young, and then I rewatched them like two years ago, three years ago, and I still couldn't tell you what the story is about. Well, it's about him sort of figuring out who he is. No? Yeah, apart from that, <laughs> yeah, what the organization is called and what, how it kind of comes to that, and the other characters. Yeah, could could you tell me one character except like Jason Bourne? Yes. Right. There's Julia Childs. No, what's yeah, all uh, right. I, I remember the actress, but I don't really remember her role. He's she's like in a in the in the intelligence center, like doing stuff, calling people. Julia Child is the is the one that uh, Meryl Streep and Amy Adams <laughs> played in Julia. Julia, who am I thinking of? Styles, <laughs> Styles, Julia, Julia Styles. Styles yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ten things I hate about you. Yeah. yeah. Other characters? Well, there was the, the there's the Brian Cox character, of course. Yeah, but he's like the leader. <laughs> What's his well, role? All the, all the villains as well. You got yeah, um, but uh, like the whole thing. Who is Jason Bourne? I don't remember. Why what, is what he you the mean? person that he is? Well, he's like a, a super agent, but why? It's David Webb, isn't it? Is the, isn't that his name? Sure, if you say so. 
I wouldn't remember. Jason Bourne, real name. What did I say? Jason Webb. David Webb. David Webb. Yeah, yeah. here we go. That's right, David Webb. All right. No, good for you. Uh, maybe <laughs> I don't remember a lot of it just oh, because yeah. I didn't like it, but yeah. I'm sort of tipping like tipping my toes around it because I don't know too much about it either. I don't remember too much. It's been a while since I've yeah. seen this, but yeah. But I Let's think move. I might be in the wrong here because I know a lot of people love those movies. There's no right or wrong here. No right or wrong here. You might yeah, be in the minority. Guess, yeah. yeah. Let's move along. We were already Goodwill Hunting and Saving Private. But yeah. yes, controversialist and is what I'm telling you. This is a controversialist. Yeah. So let's move on to a good action film. <laughs> Elysium. <laughs> wow. Not on my list. All right. Elysium is a film by Neil Bloomkamp. Yes. A South African director. And we've talked about him before in yeah. when I talked about Chappie. <laughs> yeah. Elysium is kind of this you uh sort of dystopian future where all the poor people get left behind on earth and live in those huge, huge slums and then somewhere in the sky there's this big space station where all the rich people live. Yes. And they have those machines. <laughs> yeah. And they have those machines where if you get sick, you just lay down one of those beds, they diagnose you and they heal you and you're fine. Yeah. And they can heal pretty much anything. And he's down on earth, he's a poor guy and he, then he can kind of gets dragged into some shit and he gets implanted with this exoskeleton suit and now he's kind of a super soldier and they want to get to Elysium, the ring, that space station where all the rich people live. And it's the sci-fi big scale well not big scale but like big action as in just great effects and good action as in you kind of see what they do and they don't just kind of cut around and shake the camera like fucking crazy and I like it because it's just it's simple and I like my action films simple I don't like people doing stupid one liners and pretend like they're the coolest person ever Yeah, I like them when they're kind of subdued and they do the things that they do because they have to, as in Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max in that film, <laughs> he does what he Mad does Max. because, yeah, it's just the epitome of a good action film. For I disagree. Me. I just love opening the film because, boxes. Yeah, they in both of them. They don't talk a, uh, a big deal. They do what they do because they have to, and good action, good gunplay. It's just I, fun I'm to sorry, watch. Just yeah, just with the, I, I, the action in the film is incredible. In yeah, Mad Max, but the film overall is not as good as amazing. It says no, it's the sim- simplicity of Mad Max Fury Road that's amazing, and I can watch it so many times, and I've watched it like four times, and I love it each time. I can't sure. get enough. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, Elysium, same thing. Great action. No, not the same thing. It's not as good as Mad Max Fury Road, but it's a good action film as in just simple action. Yeah, with. Two people get in a fight and they do it well with some sci-fi elements. Is it's a simple story. It's got some... Shalto, sorry, with Shalto Coplay? Shalto Coplay, well? always. Yeah. Shalto Coplay. Shalto, no? There's a T in there. Shalto Coplay? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> South African like actor. Album. Yeah, like, like the band. Cool Shalto Coplay, yeah. I like Elysium. Yeah. I like Elysium. Yeah. Uh, haven't seen it since the theaters. I owned it on Blu-ray and still haven't watched it again. But um, I remember liking it. I remember liking yeah. it. And um, as you said, I, I just think the story is quite, quite cool. The, yeah, this sort of looming thing in the, in the sky that everyone wants to get to. But yeah, yeah. I think just Matt Damon has 
that's kind of cool and he's buff as fuck in this film isn't he bald as well in this one shaved head but not but yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah buffed that's absolutely right but I saw it the last time in, oh, I saw it in the cinemas and then I rewatched it like two years ago but when I watched it in the cinemas I didn't think that I would like it as much okay but I was surprised and I ended up loving it it's 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 what, a in fun the th- film in the theater or when you rewatched yeah, it in yeah. a theater and then when I rewatched it I was like alright I remember liking this film but since then I'm I'm quite quick. Uh, I've grown to be careful with action films. But still holds up. Still a good film. Yeah. All right. My number six uh, now is... <laughs> this is going to be another controversial thing. The Adjustment Bureau. Ah, all right. Which you saw like a couple of years ago, months yeah, and ago. Yeah, I hated it. I didn't think you hated it. I thought you just didn't like it. And um, I yeah. love that film. I really didn't like it when I saw it, and the more I think about it, the more I hate it. I love that film. I rewatched it a couple of months ago, and it's sort of, um, it wasn't as great as uh, the, the previous couple of times I watched it, but this is just one of those romances that work for me completely. Really? Matt, absolutely. Matt Damon falls in love with Emily Blunt. He sort of um, loses uh, her phone number because, um, well, the story is sort of. Um, there is a higher power that sort of um, they they are in charge of the plan um, that everyone um, the life plan that everyone has and um, they are sort of in charge uh, of making sure that that plan uh, well, uh, you know comes, comes to fruition to yeah. yeah so um, and that plan uh, didn't want Matt Damon's character and Emily Blunt's character to. Um, meet again so they intervened there um, and that was they literally like they're people and then they freeze everything and then they steal certain things and um, just to make sure that these things don't happen but Matt Damon's love for Emily Blunt is so strong uh, Gabe I don't know if you remember this uh, he uh, keeps sure. looking for her he keeps looking for her uh, he wants to find her again and then someone slips up I think it's Anthony Mackie's character and then they're, they're, they're able to meet again and uh, then they intervene again and blah, blah, blah. It's a very, very, you know, the premise is outrageous. I mean, there's a <laughs> sci-fi element to this. and um, But just the, the I, I think the relationship between the two of them is great. The um, He's like a, he also, he's also running for something. He's like one of the, one of our famous yeah. politician. Um, her, her name is, I think, Elise in this is what I remember. I don't remember his name right now. But it's sort of about them, you know, finding each other and the uh, people who are in in the way of them. Uh, I love Adjustment Bureau. Uh, I really do. Uh, I, that's all I can say. I think there's like one great scene in there. I think that's from this film because yeah, which one? Like you said, he runs for some some uh, some form of office, mayor or whatever. Yeah, and then he kind of gets this this illusion with all his politician things. And then he kind of stands up on the stage and says, "Like, you know, I started off being keep telling, uh, kept telling you, it isn't even true. Some speechwriter wrote this for miss uh, for me. But yeah, but sorry, but uh, yeah. And then he says, like, even the tie that I'm wearing, the colors are purposely chosen, yes, chosen for the speech. And since then, I've always looked at ties from politicians, and like, there's a fucking reason because the way you look at it, like Republican politicians." Were red ties sure. and democratic uh, politicians wear blue ties Ooh. a lot of the time. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's probably true. And it's like this little detail that it kind of points out. Yeah. The love. And just he tells this childhood story that seems like, all right, that's his character. But he kind of admits that, dude, that's not even true. And now, now from the point that I saw this film on, I just thought about everything somebody, some politician or somebody said. So I thought there's a high fucking chance it's like a speech written by somebody else. And the Absolutely. reason that the person says this is because they want to win votes. But, but it seems like such a weird thing because they tell a real story, which seems even more disingenuous and makes you hate politicians even more. I mean, there are a lot of reasons to hate politicians, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it gives you one more. Yeah, I, 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 all I heard from from that what you just said is there's a great scene in the film. I completely agree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure. What's your number uh, five? So my number five is a film that I hope you, it's somewhere on your list because I think it's a great film and it's a great role. Okay. And I always do this fucking huge setup, so I'm just going to tell you what it is. <laughs> yes. It's True Grid. Wow. A Coen Brothers film. And yeah. Have you seen it? Yes, I watched it today. And did you like it? Uh, I thought it was well, okay. Is it the first time you saw it today? Yes. And? No. Not, not on my list. What do you mean? What do you mean, no? It's like a 6 out of 10. It's fine. It's just a Coen Brothers film, you know. I didn't understand a word it's that a, fucking. It's. Uh, it's I didn't understand a word Jeff Bridges uttered in this whole film. Not a word. What? He, he grunted the I mean, whole thing. Um, then you got Barry Pepper, who I didn't understand a word of. Then you got Haley Seinfeld, who's great, you know. But Matt yeah, Damon, the other one, he, he he's he's got some sort of accent. Then he gets a fucking teeth knocked out. Then he's got a lisp, or he's got a. Uh, a, a jaw that hurts so he can't even understand uh, anything he says anymore it's just a bunch of people mumbling and a bunch of people shooting but people what on horses mumbling. you know it's fine uh, it's one of the big I ones that I was fine. missing uh, it's one of the big ones I was missing I watched it now and I was like uh, yeah it's it's fine it's fine but sorry go on Dude, it's great you don't like some of the films that I mentioned and I don't like some films yeah. that you mentioned yeah controversy yeah absolutely some good conversation but True Grit, it's a remake of an older film. It's a Western. And in this film, Matt Damon plays a Texas Ranger. Le Beef. Yeah. I know it because it's hard to And they look for a wanted criminal. Yes. Josh Brolin. Yes. And I think I, I am not a huge Western fan in general, to be honest. It's it's a fine setting to be honest, but there are a couple of great westerns out there. Mm -hmm. Just because of how they portray the the setting and how people would be as in this desolated area, and people just do what they have to do, and law is made by a person, not by a government. Mm -hmm. And I just love that premise and just how they portray it, and just love Jeff Bridges' role as in he's this old ex-law enforcement guy who gets kind of pushed into doing one more job and Matt Damon's counterpart as in this young up-and-coming very convinced uh, like Texas Ranger who wants to get those guys and he's just so behind that and I just love his role I love how serious he how, he, how serious he is in this film although it's just a bit of a ridiculous film in parts for example the scene where he kind of gets his 
teeth knocked out in him. Yeah, he has this lisp or weird yeah. sound that he makes for the rest of the film. And that's what I love about this film. I mean, one of the greatest parts of the film is the young girl, Haley something. Steinfeld, yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. Good, yeah. She's good. She was now in the in the Bumblebee film recently. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Well, Once yeah, again, no, one just, of yeah. kind of action films that I'm not into. Sure. But yeah, I think it's it's a great film, especially if you like westerns and just how they portray those kind of films. It's kind of a good take on it. And yeah, I think his role is just perfect. He was well cast and he's a bit different than his normal role. He's not this very confident. Uh, he's this overly confident guy who just yes. thinks he's in the right. And yes. I just love that. No, I agree. I think his casting was a, was a great choice. I think he played the part very, very well. And he's got some funny lines in it. That made me chuckle a little bit. But yeah. uh, overall... It's, a, it's yeah. a kind of a good balance that Cobras have at times and sometimes sadly they don't as in serious topics, but like d- <laughs> dumb dialogue as in it seems real. Somebody could say that and it just would de-escalate the whole uh, situation just because somebody is that stupid and funny at the same time you know what i mean yeah sure but i'm just not the biggest coen brothers fan uh, there's a couple of films that i really like but most of the films are sort of like okay to me and that's yeah, sort of I'm a fan either there are also films there's a couple of films that i don't like, like yeah raising arizona yeah opening boxes <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> we gotta keep this going dude. yeah Fucking number five moment. let's go all right, my no- <laughs> Wait, honesty, honesty. My it's so funny five. because usually on our list, somebody says like number seven, and then yeah. we kind of save the conversation for later. But yes, on this list we have had haven't had that no once. films that we had in common so far, which yeah. is something new for us. Yes, makes it a long list. <laughs> yes, <laughs> long yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta speed up, right. speed up a little bit. My number five is a movie called Promised Land. <laughs> I want to watch this as well, but didn't get to. It's another one of those films, dude, that a lot of people hate. Um, it's directed by Gus Van Sant, who also did um, Good Will Hunting. And it's also written by Matt Damon and John Krasinski, a guy that yeah. I know you like as well. And we talked about him on the show with some good news and stuff. So these two guys, I'm just now, I hope that's right. I'm looking this up. I think that both of them wrote this. Um, Promised Land. Here we go. Written by, yes, it's by John Krasinski and Matt Damon. And it stars also John Krasinski and Matt Damon. And you got Francis McDormand in there. Nice. Yes. And um, Hal Holbrook, I think, is in this. And what's, what's, uh, what's the guy's name who plays Bosch? Have you seen that lawyer drama? Not lawyer, but that I show. Seen, no, Bosch? with yeah, with the guy from the Fargo series. Um, uh, oh my, he's got one. such a good name. Oh, that's such a trivia question right Fortin now. For Billy Bob Fortin. No, that's not the one I mean. I know you talk. I know and you. I know Isn't that exactly. Bosch? No, that's the other other lawyer show on Amazon. I know exactly what the one you're thinking of. Um, like I think you're thinking of Goliath. Yeah, that's right. But um, t- t- he's called Titus Welliver. Yes, nice. didn't look it up. Holt probably mis- mispronounced it, but that's the guy. He, he was also in, <laughs> he was a in great fuck name. Yes, he was in Lost as well. Anyway, this is a story about like fracking, where um, um, P- 
people are it's it, <laughs> this is a movie that takes turns that I didn't quite expect I want to be quite vague here but um I think how best have you, do you know the setting of the film do you know anything about the film basic I know it's also like all the companies and like no sorry all the companies like fracking like you said which it's kind of oil yeah but I don't know a lot about it to be honest well Matt Damon and, and Francis McDormand and I think Titus Welliver however you pronounce his name they work together and they sort of go around um, um, the countryside and then telling people that um, if they let their company do their fracking there they're going to be rewarded for it um and uh, then certain people like don't want to do that, and they, they're trying to persuade them to do it. But then halfway uh, through the film, Matt Damon has his doubts of um, if this actually is a good thing for this community, if if people come here and sort of devastate the country side due to the fracking. Um, this is a film that has a, a lot of great laughs in it, just because of uh, Francis McDormand. And the relationship that he ha- she has with uh, Titus Welliver, um, it's got some great acting from Matt Damon uh, and um, Krasinski as well. He comes into the film quite late, but uh, he's got a great, great part in the film. And the main thing about this film, well, not the main thing, but the soundtrack of the film, they play two songs, I think, from the Milk Carton Kids. That doesn't need to say. That doesn't mean any. Yeah. Doesn't need to mean anything what? to me. <laughs> but that is a band that I've been listening to for years, and I don't think I didn't think that anyone had this band on their radar. And then they just sort of had two songs in in a film from like 2012 or something. And when when, it, when the first like chord of the song came on, I was like, "Is that the, uh, the Bill Carton music?" No way! And that sort of made me fall in love with the film. That's sort of a little thing that sort of meant a whole lot of thing. It meant a whole lot to me. So the soundtrack is great, and um, check this out. There's another one that um, people are uh, underrating, in my opinion, and it's got great writing, great story, great music, great acting. Bam! All right. Promise I love it when <laughs> films have a certain song in them. Yeah, they just they make the whole film better. Absolutely. All right, my number four is gonna be on your list definitely. We're gonna finally have something in common. Okay. And it's a talented Mr. Ripley. Not on my list. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> not on my list. I know how much you love this film. How I, is don't it love, not I don't love this list? film. I don't love what? this film. I never said that I love Philip this film. Philip Seymour Hoffman, what? Yeah, I love oh, Philip so Seymour sure. Hoffman. I, thought I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. I don't love the talented Mr. Ripley. All right. I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I thought it was great. But I didn't right. love it. I have to say before I start, I haven't seen this film in a very, very long time. Yeah. But I remember loving it. And I just rewatched the trailer to kind of get reacquainted with the story. And just this great film of Matt Damon, who's a guy who starts impersonating other people and kind of takes over their lives. And that's kind of his whole personality. He just takes other people's lives and identities and just lives off of that. Yeah. And that's what makes the whole film great. It's this guy, and he has this great quote in the film, and he says, I'd rather be a fake somebody than a nobody in real life or something like that. Okay, yeah. And it's such a great line, and just keeps impersonating people who are 
better than him, who've achieved more than him, and he just in the start he's quite insecure. Yeah, and just, just sorry, but actually impersonating yeah. maybe comes across as sort of like he he pretend like he literally like assumes, as you said before, but he yeah. assumes their identity and he yeah. Sort of, yeah he says their name is his name and he went to the same college as the other person and he just literally says that he is that person and says he's like this rich guy and he's so such a smooth talker and he just assumes the speaking patterns of the other person just to be the other person like yes because like i just said he starts off quite shy and then just starts impersonating other people and becomes more confident and more successful but then people kind of see what he's doing and start seeing through his facade yep and that's what makes the whole makes the whole film interesting you know yeah, so the main guy he sort of tries to assume his identity of is then Jude Law. Jude Law, yeah. Who's got from this Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman also uh, yeah. has a then great he later seduces a, a woman, Kate Blanchett, and he seduces her by pretending his, per, uh, his identity is the identity of Jude Law's character. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, so it's surprised. a dark film. Dark film. Yeah. yeah, it's like this dark thriller. And I'm so surprised it's not on your list because I know how much you like thrillers and I know how much you love Philip Seymour Hoffman. And this, this just checks so many boxes that I thought it's going to be very high on your list. But no, I, remember, right. I remember us talking about the film quite a lot because it came out uh, on a lot of trivia nights that we had. Um, but uh, I know I never I never said that I loved the film. I thought it was uh, I thought it was good. But, you know, did not, not much more than that. Dude, we're... Number four, and we haven't had any films in common so now far. Now we're gonna we'll, we'll we'll have oh this is I'm I'm not sure. Well, now we do. Now let's we go. will. Now we will. My number four is The Departed. All right, it's gonna be high on my list. Yes, finally. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So now number we're gonna f- save the discussion for when we get yeah. to it on Gabe's list. What's so your number three? My number three is Fatherless Ferrari. It's my number three. All right. Perfect. Perfect. So didn't think it was gonna be that high on your list. I didn't think so either, but then I kind of started thinking about it, and I was like, Talent Mr. Ripley, Two Grid, and Fortress Ferrari were very hard for me. Yeah. I didn't know which film is going to take which place. Yes. And I think the, the reason why I put Fortress Ferrari on such a high place is because it's the most recent film. Yes. From all those three. And I just remember loving it. And I remember you saw it on. In a during a film festival, Toronto, yeah, and then we watched it again, yes. in the cinema, and it just gives you such a good film while watching it. I don't like racing at all in real life, same, but that kind of film makes me want to watch uh, watch racing, and it makes me like, dude, I want to see more and be more involved. And then as soon as I leave the theater, I remember that I fucking hate racing. <laughs> <laughs> It's boring as fuck, yeah. but it just makes you feel like this is interesting, and his character is just so witty. I mean, so I'm sure you have a lot to yeah. talk about, but yeah, just his relationship with his wife and his Son. friend. Yeah, or his friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw this. Uh, that was the first film that I saw at the Toronto Festi- Film Festival, and um, you know, just being there was sort of crazy to me. And then to get to watch this film was uh, special to me because i really really love the film and if you if you don't know it's about uh, ken miles it's a true story about ken miles who was played by christian bale um and uh, uh shelby what's his first name um tom is it shelby? tom tom shelby oh. no, no no that's tom the guy shelby from peaky blinders <laughs> yeah um um 
Ty- it's an American Kemalize name. And Dave. Shelby. And, uh, God damn it. Ford v. Ferrari. Um, looking up so many unnecessary things here. Cast Carol Shelby. All right. Wouldn't have guessed in a million years. But, sure. but basically, they're trying to um, beat Ferrari. And yeah. by tuning a Ford car um, to you know, be able to beat uh, the Ferrari car at Le Mans in 66, a big, big race. And, um, yeah, I think this is one of the, it's so funny to me because this is not a comedy. This is a very straightforward drama about the friendship that these two guys have. And then obviously the racing, but to me, this is one of the funniest films of the last year. Uh, some of the scenes are, because I'm always a fan of films that are not comedies that have comedic elements in it. Those are the best comedies, always. Absolutely. And, um, you know, just the scene with... The, the scenes that Matt Damon has with um, Tracy Letts' character who plays the Ford, Henry Ford, yeah. I think they are absolutely fantastic. And uh, I could quote them now, but it's it's funny if you see <laughs> them. Uh, and it's just beautifully shot. I mean, absolutely beautiful, be- yeah. beautifully shot, the racing scenes. It's directed by, by James Mangold, who did Logan recently, and he's now going to do the new Indiana Jones film. Um. It just, just makes you feel great, like great there, like you're in the car, especially yes. we watched it in IMAX oh, dude. with the whole sound and the picture. It just makes you feel because there are some shots shot from like the driver's pers- uh, perspective, like you're in the driver's seat yeah. or like in the car. Mm-hmm. It just makes you feel like you're there. The whole yeah. room vibrated and you just have this feeling of speed. Yeah. And the music is so great yeah. as well just makes you feel like things are going faster and faster and kind of gets you, you feel like something's about to happen. Just there's this incredible speed and you're like, how could they not crash at this moment? And this, that's that excitement, which makes the film even greater, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's similar to Rush, which also, um, because I, yeah. I, I like sure. yeah. you said, um, I'm not a big racing fan at all. I pretty much think it's the most boring sport out there, but <laughs> um, both Rush and Ford vs. Ferrari sort of really, really, uh, got me i think they're absolutely fantastic and um just i mean the editing as well in the in the racing scenes there's like a couple of uh, shots where matt damon is sort of standing on the because christian bale play, he plays the driver and matt damon is sort of off to the side but he's like telling him when to shift gears but yeah. like just to himself if that makes sense he's just like all right do it now but then yeah. did i cut perfectly in between where he actually does it now and it's just the music kicks in it's absolutely yeah. sick yeah. terrific film all right we're at the number two spot the <laughs> i think we're gonna have the same film again because i know what's gonna be your number one okay so my number two is the martian yeah uh that's higher on my list it is wow all but, right yeah i think you're uh, I'm confused as to what you think, but um, the only thing that's left. Well, my number two is Ocean's Eleven. All right, I thought it was going to be your number one because <laughs> I know how much you love oceans. Yeah, I, I this is um, also for time reasons, but there's not. I don't want to say much about oceans. I, we talked about it on the Brad Pitt special yeah. because it also was um up there for me. It's just for me the epitome of cool. It is. It's just the epitome. <laughs> I could have picked Ocean's Eleven or Thirteen, Twelve. I also like, but you know, either Eleven or Thirteen. I think Matt Damon actually has more to do in Thirteen. But, but I just still picked... not a lot because no. Ocean's Thirteen is the film that I rewatched. 
Oh, because yeah. it's the only ocean film that I've only seen once. Yes. And his role in that film wasn't that interesting, to be honest. And it was kind of weird because he kind of drags a woman to kind of seduce her, which yes. I felt, the biggest was, nose. felt kind of ro- uh, wrong. Yeah. Yes, you could and say that. Nose, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to think about that now because then I need to pick something else. <laughs> um, it's I, 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 once again, I just had to be honest about it. this. If we're talking about Matt Damon, this is one of the first films that springs to mind, and it's just you know him always being belittled by Brad Pitt and George Clooney all the way through the whole series, and just um, it's a great dynamic. And it's just those are just films that I absolutely adore, and I had to put it on there. Uh, you know, Oceans, if you you, you know it. Uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. So, all right, what's your number? Your two was The Martian, was that? Yeah. So I know you're one. Yeah. Because we talked, yeah. So you want to talk about The Martian or my number one first? I'll talk about your number one. Right. My number one is The Departed. Yeah. And I just want to say my number two and my number one are interchangeable. Because the reason why I picked The Departed as my number one is just because The Departed is probably my favorite Martin Scorsese film as well. And I'm a huge fan of Martin Scorsese because who isn't? Yeah. And The Departed is just a great film of just great actors bringing their A-game and just great story. And I mean, I know it's an adapted film. I know yes. it's originally a Korean thriller, action thriller. Yeah, Infernal drama. Affairs, yeah. Yeah, but it's just such a great film of shot from different perspectives of it's, if you don't know what the film's about, it's plays in Boston. It's about an undercover cop who tries to infiltrate the the Irish mob and the Irish mob uh, has a double agent in the police who investigates the mob and he kind of helps them and that role of the kind of double agent is played by Matt Damon and his boss is Jack Nicholson and the undercover cop who tries to infiltrate the mob is Leonardo DiCaprio and the police chief is Michael Sheen and his second hand guy is Mark Wahlberg and it's just packed Full of talent. Yeah. Alec Baldwin is in this as well. Alec Baldwin, yeah, he kinda leads the investigation of the of the Irish mob and just Vera Famiga. Vera Famiga, yeah. Love interest. Yeah. Isn't is she a psychologist, I think? Yeah, Yeah. she's a psychologist, a police psychologist who gets involved with Matt Damon and then also with (laughs) DiCabrio and they don't know that like Matt Damon tries to find out who the on the cover cop is. Yeah. And DiCaprio tries to kind of infiltrate the mafia or the Irish mob and then kind of tries to figure out also who's like the double agent because shit keeps going wrong. Yes. There sort of must be some kind of informant that Alec Baldwin who kind of leads the investigation just trusts uh, Matt Damon the most and nobody trusts uh, DiCaprio because he's from this kind of poor family but he's like the most pure cop out there and it's just such a great fucking film just DiCaprio's great Jack Nicholson great just Matt Damon's role of playing this double agent who's just just tries to impress everybody and just this perfect guy and just plays like the perfect cop and yeah. he just seems too good to be, to be true and he is he just <laughs> is and he, and he just is part of this crime family I don't know it's just it's a great film it's just fucking amazing it There's is nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Um it was my number four, I think. Yeah. Um 
I think this is one of the most accessible Scorsese films. This is yeah. sort of one of the more straightforward ones, even though the story is not like straightforward. And I don't mean that, but uh, it's quite a complicated story. But um, it is more in line of all these like regular action thrillers yeah. and um, maybe a bit less artsy than other Scorsese films. <laughs> maybe. I'm not sure. Um, not in a disrespectful way. But I love those. I love the other films as well. I'm just saying that I think this is more like a, a more accessible one. And, um, yeah, I mean, just the, the elevator scene towards yeah. the end. I mean, and the thing is that the Martian, I want to pick the Martian as my number one. <laughs> it was originally my number one because Matt Damon is the lead actor. Yeah, the yeah. part isn't, he isn't the lead actor, but the part is just one of them. But yeah, yeah, he's just, it's just a fucking great film. And just one of the greatest crime films of all time, in my opinion. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't, so many great scenes. Just Mark Wahlberg giving shit to DiCaprio and Wahlberg. Uh, sorry, and Matt Damon. As in, Wahlberg just thinks like DiCaprio is like from a crime family, so he's probably shit. And <laughs> Matt Damon is just too good to be true, and he's just kind of the only one who sees behind a charade. Yeah. And uh, there's so many great lines just when DiCaprio tries to order cranberry juice, and I know, I know that it's not about. Matt Damon, but still. Sure, sure. Great. <laughs> great. I just love it so much. Yeah, I, I, I don't love it as much as everyone else does. Um, I do need to watch it again. It's been a while. Um, but um, I, I obviously, I mean, it's my number four. I do, I do think it's, it's a terrific film. It, but It's a film that survives a rewatch. <laughs> it survives a rewatch? Yeah, there's so many f- films that seem great at first, especially when they're kind of sure. about intrigue. And when you know what's going to happen, they're less enjoyable. But it's still a gr- good film. And I've seen it like five times or more. And it's still a fucking great film. Yeah. I'm looking forward to watch it again. But yeah. um, it, I completely agree with everything you said. I mean, Jack Nicholson is haunting yeah. this film. One of his best roles of all time. Yeah, absolutely. That's fucking Jack Nicholson. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the most acclaimed Academy Award winner of all time. Yeah. He's like three Oscars. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I think he is the most... He's one of the most award-winning male actors, as an Academy Award-winning actors. Okay, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, so my number one is The Martian. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, I know why. It's it was it wasn't even a question to me. Yeah, because um, Oceans, as you said, I mean, he's the lead in, in The Martian. Yeah, um, we saw this one together for the first time. And uh, I have watched it so many times since. And just as I said with Ford versus Ferrari, I think Matt Damon is one of the most um, uh, brilliant comedic actors who's not a comedic actor. Yeah. Um, Some of the scenes in The Martian are still one of my favorite comedic moments. And once again, this is not a comedy by any means. This is just a guy who's trying to survive. One best comedy at the Golden Globes. Yeah, but you know. Much to everyone's fucking, uh, <laughs> you know, everyone made fun of that being nominated for that. But yeah, even Ridley Scott. Um, Terry wants chagrin. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure if that was the right word, but I was thinking about that word. I think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's just about a guy. You know, he's left back. Uh, he's left behind on Mars because the his crew thought he was dead, and then it's sort of about him. Uh, yeah, surviving and. Uh, you know, turning uh, 
composite into uh, potatoes. He's basically <laughs> sciencing the shit out of this. He's uh, doing everything. <laughs> he he's, he's a botanist and he's sort of figuring out ways to survive. And it's just, it's just absolutely amazing in my opinion. It's got the sci-fi element down to a T. There's some incredible scenes there with the storm at the beginning, the whole rescue mission there. Where the he botany has never seemed so cool. <laughs> it, it never has, never has. And just, yeah, the, the whole way of how Ridley Scott sort of uh, portrayed him being there and never giving up and the cuts in between. Like, I wonder what he's doing right now, being desperate up there, like back at NASA. They're thinking, what's he doing? And then he's just up there, like listening to hot stuff that he found uh, in a, like the, in a crate of music that was left behind. Yeah. He's just dancing to that while he's got a fucking thing of plutonium in the back of his car, <laughs> sweating his, uh, his ass off. It's just yeah. amazing. Just the thing, uh, the scenes where he listens to music because Jessica Chastain, who's the captain of the mission, got yeah. to choose the music. To, so she chose a playlist of pop music or disco music, and he absolutely hates it. Yes, and he just gets more and more into it. <laughs> was it Chastain? Was it Mara who it. left? Who left the music? I think it's Chastain. I think he was, she right. was the captain. Yeah, and I'm just sure. he gets more and more into it, and he just keeps listening to it because there's nothing else. <laughs> yeah, dude. How great! Just the ABBA soundtrack in the background at the times. Yeah, I think it's it's it Waterloo. Is it? I think that's yeah. the one. That Waterloo. Yeah, Waterloo. <laughs> Couldn't escape if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I was so surprised because they had one David Bowie song in it, and it wasn't <sighs> Life on Mars. Yeah, <laughs> it was Starman, but still a great song for a great scene. But still, yeah, that's right. They should have used the, Life on Mars. Where he uh, did the fucking Iron Man thing. Yeah, yeah, towards the end. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's, what, but that's what I'm saying. The sci-fi elements of it are yeah. great as well. I mean, I don't know how accurate that is, but it's just... Very accurate. I, I think the whole film is incredibly accurate, except for the storm at the beginning. Because... <laughs> when Neil deGrasse Tyson said it. Didn't yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. And I might have picked it as my number one. And I kind of regret it not picking it as my number one because it would have just been funny. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dude, yeah. what a great film. But I think the reason why I put it as my number two is I watched it again. Yeah. And it's still a fucking great movie, but the comedy scenes don't hit as hard the second time. Sure. Because you know what to expect. Yeah. yeah. And those are the kind of the best scenes. Like, I'm going to science the shit out of it or botany something and way gross <laughs> potatoes. And they look at it uh, like what he's doing and his potatoes. And he's just so proud showing his potatoes off. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah it, it's like colonizing the planet isn't it is yeah. that what he says yeah. like yeah it's the definition that i'm a pirate or space pirate, pirate. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the space pirate it's the first space pirate yeah dude but i i genuinely believe this is his best performance i just as mark watney just first stranded there his wise, desperation yeah. he should be so desperate but he's just trying to fucking make the best out of it and just trying to stay positive even though he's stranded there for Weeks upon mo- weeks, months, yeah, yeah however yeah. long he's he he uh, he's up there. Yeah, and I think the film just scratches so many itches, as in what you want to see from a movie, just the comedy and especially I just love sci-fi in space and the way it is portrayed and just this enthusiasm about the whole thing just wants me, just I just I'd love to go to space and just I don't know. The, f- the whole premise of him surviving alone out in nowhere. Yeah. It's just so compelling. 
It is. I mean, we haven't even talked about the other actors in this. I mean, this is a yeah, stellar sure. cast. Yeah. Sean Bean, Donald Sean. Glover, yeah. Jessica Justine. Yeah. I mean, you could keep going. This is a, yeah. you got um, Jeff Daniels. He's the head of NASA. You got Michael Pena. Donald Glover, Michael Pena. Sebastian Stan, who's the Winter Soldiers in this. is <laughs> one of his earlier roles, I guess. Well, I don't know how early, but you know, he wasn't as well known maybe. But, well, well, that was actually after the Winter Soldier. I'm talking rubbish. But um, yeah, I mean, a great, uh, just a, yeah. a great cast and a terrific, terrific film. Just a great film in general because after we saw this film, we did our first best film of the year list, which we've done every year since, mm-hmm. and it was our Collective favorite film of the yeah. year. And I think after the film ended, we just looked at each other and just said, "Dude." It's gonna be one of the best films. Yeah, well, we was, gave it, we, think it we both gave it a nine after this yeah. straight away. Yeah. It's a it's a strong strong nine. It's a ten for me, dude. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, it, it, obviously, you know, maybe no it. film is perfect, but this is one of those for me. Yeah, it's close to perfect. Yeah. All right, dude. Let's um, fucking hell. This is one yeah. hell of a long episode. Do you have any honorable mentions you want to talk about real quick? Not I mean, honorable, I, but a film that I would love to have seen is The Good Shepherd just because it was I started directed watching by it. Robert De Niro and also stars him. I started watching it. I would it. love to see it. For this, yeah. ep- for this podcast. Um, it's two hours and 47 minutes. I did not finish it and I was like, I'm not going to sit through this but it's interesting. I would love to see it. Yeah, same. I mean, and, yeah. Yeah, and The Informant is also a film that I would love to I did not like The Informant. Yeah, uh, no, all right. I didn't like it even though I'm a fan of Soderbergh who did oceans and stuff but i did not like the informants um i think this is a very controversial list just and also just we have so little in common yes like three films it's true but um, they're all pretty high up at least yeah just great films you can't say anything against them um i I got rounders as one of my um honorables it's over the top cool and it's just John Malkovich's He's character great. is just so oh, such a fucking stereotype of character oh, come on, come on. Um, obviously Goodwill Hunting Saving Private Ryan um, Contagion obviously now <laughs> I very, also very... finally watched this film yeah. for this podcast but I don't know I didn't like the ending as much and his role was quite boring to be honest <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. I mean, he's sort of yeah. the one. He's immune, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's more interesting in the beginning. Yeah, I think it's a. But, yeah. I think it's a very, very uh, interesting film now, especially. Uh, yeah, I saw it, it a couple of years point. ago. Paranoid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's basically it. Just hold on. What, yeah. what, what have I written down here? Invictus. That wasn't really worth a mention. I also would have loved to see that one. Yeah, it's okay. Contagion, right? think that is it i mean also i wanted to would have loved to have seen good shepherd and um some other things but um you know didn't get around to it in time but uh yeah that's it yeah all right yeah what what an episode let's wrap this up um let's go uh i hope we hope you enjoyed this Um, yeah we didn't even like rambling fucking episode yeah we didn't even like uh once again we didn't say that oh the best thing we've seen the best thing oh, that sorry. I've seen was The Martian. The best thing Gabe was seen was The Departed, <laughs> just for the record. But also The Martian. Also The Martian. Like, if you can take anything away, The Martian is a fucking amazing film. Eurotrip was one I wanted to mention. Have you seen Eurotrip? <laughs> yeah, but... Dan, what, what was the name? Uh, Scotty, De, Scotty doesn't know <laughs> he's singing. It's great. It's a, it's a fun film, but... Yeah. Oh, I wasn't ever going to break my top Yeah, 10. yeah. 
Never. All right, we could All talk right. about Matt Damon for another 90 minutes, but um, let's wrap this up. Let's. Sure. Um, yeah, hope, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, we're going to be back with a regular episode next, next week. week. Yes, we'll, op- we'll open some of those closed boxes again. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, 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 yeah, that was the 20th episode. Thank you t- yeah. uh, so much for listening to the first 20 episodes. Yeah, um, thank you for sticking around. And I hope we kind of give, gave you some recommendations, maybe some films that you haven't thought about when you thought about Matt Damon. Absolutely. Especially since we maybe didn't pick a lot of the classics. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us know uh, what what your favorite Matt Damon thing is. Uh, just get in touch with us. You can always interact with us on Twitter at Best Thing Radio. And um, please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. And, and um, yeah, we're always open to feedback on Apple Podcasts. If yes. you want to write us an, a review, positive or negative, we'll happy to hear some criticism. Yes. And yeah, I hope you had a great time. We had. Yes. Um, yeah. We'll speak to you again next week. Cook something good. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <Bye-bye. laughs>